0: in pain so i uh i i've had the pleasure of knowing you for uh it it feels like forever but realistically you've been about two years now
1: yeah i'd say about yeah sounds about right
0: so i know uh i know there's a lot i know about you yeah but for the for the audience and everybody else just uh i We'll start off with whatever you do, man. I don't know what I do, man. Um, We we can keep company names out of it because I know that gets a little... Yeah.
1: So I'm Griffin Payne and I have been in cybersecurity for a little over 10 years. Done it all. Compliance, risk assessments, penetration testing, engineering.
0: Yeah. So I guess like walk me me through the process of... uh, because there's a lot of crazy shit going on right now. Yeah. And I know we talked off camera a little bit about AI and the development of AI. I know we've had private conversations about the use of AI in cybersecurity, not fully taking place as far as jobs, but I guess assisting with your job. So um, it is a
1: great addition to your toolbox if you know what you're doing and you need pointed assistance. Elevates your game tenfold.
0: Yeah, here, hold on. I'll, I'll just show you a video of what I'm terrified at.
1: Scare me. <laughs> is this a new one? What? 84. All right. So did you see the? Terminator so this is what I'm terrified seven? of. in the 21st century
0: I a weapon will mean, be invented like no other <clears throat> this, this weapon will be boom AI Chad GPT versatile. right there inside the, have the brain
1: have way better guns. <laughs> it can't be re- lasers it can't be bombs. it will feel no pity this is a good trailer no remorse no,
0: remorse. no pain no fear now introducing Chad gpt 5 one purpose <laughs> To return to the present
1: and prevent the future. Dude. Introducing Bard by Google. This weapon exactly do you know Evil. the Terminator.
0: You're dead, honey. honey. Oh. So legit, Legitimately, man, like this is <clears throat> this is the shit that like freaks me out. Yeah, because so they just had the AI summit like two, two three days ago. So, uh, for those listening in, today is the 3rd of November, 2023.
1: I had
0: to double check. Wait, is it? Yeah, I've got the <laughs> date up there. But, yeah, so, um, I mean, when did you get into cybersecurity? Or, I guess, like, that <clears throat> realm.
1: The catalyst for it was the target breach that was in, what, 2012? and twelve? Eleven? Whenever that happened, I was working at as a help desk, doing general tech support for small companies as at a managed service provider. So we did outsourced IT help desk. We were a small company for other small companies, and I remember sitting there one day because it was kind of a break fix role. If there wasn't some printer or something that needed fixed, I kind of just perused the internet for hours on end, and I was reading an article about the target breach and the impact and how many cards were stolen and the way that criminals did it. And it was fascinating. But then I saw the demand for cybersecurity professionals and the salaries. And I was like, I got to get into this and just started reading books and learning and practicing at home. And off we went
0: right on, man. Yeah. So started that target. Yeah. High class, not Walmart.
1: <laughs> and funny enough, I actually ended up at Target at some point, working there.
0: So, did you do anything prior to working? Like, what did you do before working at Target? Because that was you said it was twenty twenty what I worked at Target in twenty
1: seventeen, so it was okay. like a while after the breach.
0: Okay, but well, what did you do before that?
1: Um, before that, I like I said, I started doing in, in help desk, yeah, doing small medium business. IT support, so broken printers, setting users up, all that stuff.
0: The stuff nobody wants to do.
1: Yeah, basically. It's like the entry-level job that you need a job in computers. You start there. You kind of know something about computers, but not really. It was a good start. Good company to work with. It was fun. Fun people. But uh, after that, like I said, I started studying cybersecurity, and really tried to learn as much as I could, and there was a small cybersecurity consulting firm in the city. I lived in Cleveland at the time, and I applied there. And I got called a few weeks later, interviewed. I thought it went all right, and then I heard back a week or two or maybe – it was a while, like three, maybe a month after the interviews, and they offered me a job. And once I was in there, I worked there for – 2002 years, a little over two years. One of the guys I was friends with there was a principal, which is like a higher up consultant. And he was like, I found your resume in the trash. Literally. He's like, they printed it out. They they checked you out when you applied. And we threw it in the garbage. He was like, we've had so many people come in and just failed it. We're like, let's just give this guy a shot.
0: And it worked out. Did you put your social on that? No uh, problem. Dude, they didn't shred it. No, no, I don't
1: think you put that. on. I've never put that on a resume.
0: Uh, I guess just I mean, my time in like the government. Like most of the time, they want it Europe they those out there anyways, oh, ten dude. times over. Well, but- so uh, twenty fifteen, China did that data breach of all the military personnel files.
1: What was the name of that
0: one? I don't know. It was
1: big. It was
0: huge. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, so all my information's over at China anyway. So I've got like life lock <clears throat> for the rest of my life. Paid for by the taxpayers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's it sounds like a little bit of a luck of the draw, but before that, uh, did you say you were a bartender for a little while? Yes. I know we I, chatted offline for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, So it was just odd and end jobs and stuff? No, mostly
1: service industry from the time I was 16 until I graduated college in 2008. Okay. And then- Funny story. In college, I had a couple DUIs, and mm. I couldn't couldn't go anywhere because I was on house arrest, and that really accelerated my interest in computers. No, oh, like not because because you couldn't leave. Yeah, all my okay. roommates would go out to parties in the bar and stuff, and I would just be sitting at home alone. So I started even before then. I was into computers. I, I was into gaming when I was younger. Yeah, and building computers. I remember walking around Best Buy and staring at graphics cards I can never afford.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, man, I wish I could just play. The frame rate on my game would be so much better. I remember playing Final Fantasy; it would be sixty frames per second. NHL '94, <laughs> and it's just like chop, chop, <laughs> chop. So I've always liked computers. But then in college, when I was on house arrest, it kind of
0: yeah escalated. How long were you on a house rest for?
1: Um, sixty days, I think, or ninety days.
0: It's a while. The
1: in lieu of jail time? Yeah. Well, I suppose I could have had jail time. I would have had yeah. less jail time, but I feel, I felt like jail time, kind of <laughs> the, the scarlet letter. And I didn't want that. <laughs> yeah. And like, what do you do? You know, I'm in jail for a month and can't pay my bills or work. Yeah, dude. <laughs> probably it's... get better feet up. Like I turned <laughs> to a life of crime. like, if you go to jail, like, you're probably not going to come out like too well on the other side. So that's a fair assessment, especially back in the day, man. It was like, a calculated risk, right? Like who am I, I going to get in there and make friends with somebody to like protect me some little 120 pound yeah. piece
0: of trash. String bean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm like doing favors for gang members and stuff. Well,
0: <laughs> I guess. Uh, so we'll stay away from employers just for like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Cause I know who you work for and, uh, but we want to main maintain like the
1: the well, ability to I mean, look me up on LinkedIn, you can see most of it. So we can. Yeah, that's I true. I won't talk specifics
0: of the job or technologies and use. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want to get anybody yeah. in trouble. So anybody that comes on this podcast, I always want to be respectful about like what they can, yeah. can't talk about. Um, so if you can say who you work for, cool. Um, it's, it's interesting in the aspect that I'd like to bring up the purchase, the largest purchase. Acquisition,
1: oh yeah, in
0: history. Yeah. And, and mind you, in a, in a time is it in history? I think so, man. Oh, we can gotta, we can we can look now. that up.
1: Uh, all right, for those of you waiting, I am an employee at Cisco, and we just purchased Splunk. Um, and it is a massive, massive purchase.
0: Yeah, so thanks to Google, um,
1: twenty-eight billion.
0: So, in September, Cisco announced <laughs> it would acquire Splunk in an all-cash. One, where do you get that much cash? But <laughs> years, so years. Of- an all-cash deal valued at $28 billion. Now, that's nothing compared to the amount of money we've been spending lately in the government. But $28 billion is a massive, massive amount of money, I feel like, for acquiring a company. You should see what a Splunk bill is. What does Splunk do? (laughs)
1: Um, They are the maker of probably the best aggregation tool. So security event sim. What does that stand for? Security information event manager sim. Um, But anyways, it collects, aggregates, logs, really good search language. So you can just. Basically, it's a bucket you throw all your logs into. And then if you want to look for
0: information or
1: transform data to do
0: dashboards or anything like that, Splunk's the tool. So how does that, so it <clears throat> it sounds to a layman, it sounds like a scraper. Like it scrapes. No, it's not necessarily the same thing.
1: It's like a searchable closet for stuff. Logs okay. in that case, like logs are beneficial if there's ever an incident for, for security purposes. if you have an application, say it's Amazon on prime day and you want to know if the website's performing properly. Like you would put application performance logs in there, everything like that. Splunk gives you a very nice interface and it's very powerful under the hood to search and analyze that data. Because a lot of the times there's, Spare sources, different formats, and it's just kind of all over the place. Like, so you were just looking at raw logs; they may not be consistent across systems or Mm -hmm. whatever. Splunk allows you to merge, make sense of
0: it all. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess what's been the uh, with this AI technology and purchasing this Splunk company? I guess what's been like the on-the-grounds change? Nothing yet. We always joke, though, that we bought Splunk
1: because we pay them so much a month and we're just like, pay our monthly bill for $29 billion or just buy them for $28 because <laughs> it's <laughs> that expensive...
0: expensive Dang, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we, we pay a fortune. And it's... Dude, that's like... I just think about how much money, you know... $1 billion is. Oh, I know.
1: But you made a a comment earlier where you said it's not as much as the government. Oh, I know, dude. It's been, but then just like, didn't we just cut a check for Israel for the, like I don't million? know. Let's
0: like, that's, and, and like, that's Oh, we so that's, that is money. something. So I, I do want to pick your brain. And, um,
1: <clears throat> where does this money come from?
0: Well, you used to work for an Israeli company. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have individuals that are involved boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. I guess like what what have you heard? This is still secondhand, right? But yeah. Um there it just seems like there's just like a shit ton of chaos going on, man. It, I I haven't talked to anybody
1: over there involved since the first week it happened. But then it was you know, like, probably the most grotesque and infuriating thing that could ever happen, which I can't even, like, fathom, like, wrap my head around, like, what that
0: would the attack. like. I mean, you
1: know, it is, like, the equivalent of 9-11 to them. Oh, yeah. And I was, I mean, I wasn't super young, but I was young when that happened. And it didn't, like, the gravity of the situation didn't really hit me as now I'm a little more mature and understand things. Yeah,
0: it's you start understanding a little bit more of the geo, you know, pol- political aspect of the world. Yeah. And um but I've got this pulled up and uh, apparently it's less than splunk. Dude. Yeah. Still fourteen fourteen point five billion dollars. Which a muscular US response. Yeah. let's yeah, AP, it's getting AP a AP little years. dicey over there. I mean I know enough people still in the military that are pretty on edge.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I worked for an Israeli company and based in Israel, I was probably one of 10 Americans that we had and the rest were Israelis, So 120, 150 people, mm-hmm. a lot of them have volunteered and re-enlisted in the IDF or lending their services because everybody in Israel has to join the military. Right. Yeah. The, at some point in their life. Conscription. Or yes. Like that? I don't know the word is, but they have to do, I think it's two years and some of them, everybody I worked with, cause it was cybersecurity. Most of them were in the eighty two hundred or, you know, in the special, special groups, intelligence and things like that. A lot of them are just volunteered to go help. Cause it's such an egregious offense. So I couldn't imagine that, you know, like right now, if something happened, Leaving my family to go support your country, like at this stage in my life, at least. But yeah, all of them is
0: like, let's go, dude. Well, and it's it's not like I feel bad for both sides, right? Like, yeah, the peep the the innocent people of Palestine, yeah, right. And it's it's like
1: a bad apple you don't throw out the bunch, and it's just kind of, yeah
0: yeah I don't even know I don't think there's a really good answer for it. I do feel bad for like the politicians that have to speak on behalf of it because it's not if you say one thing you're wrong if you say the other thing you're wrong
1: it's like I I'm really into art and I follow this Palestinian artist on Instagram and just seeing his posts and it's just like I it's horrible like mm-hmm. these there are tons of innocence and it's a, such a small at least I would assume. I don't know. I'm ignorant. A small group, the Hamas in Palestine. And it's just like, doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're wiping the table clean. Yeah. I
0: almost, I almost like, I was talking to somebody and we were having this conversation about like the mafia, right? Yeah. Like the mafia ran Chicago for years, for years, committing mm-hmm. murders, uh, when alcohol was illegal, moving alcohol around, all this other stuff. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you. At its peak, I can't imagine it had more than, two thousand active members, in all of Chicago. Mm-hmm. It'd be like the equivalent of like, blowing up Chicago and being like, "All right, we solved the problem." Right, and it's like, yeah, I don't think that's the right. I don't you know think what? That's we got to right wipe answer.
1: Chicago off the map. Oh man, and it's so, so yeah. I'm friends with a lot of Israelis still and I still talk to a few of them yeah often and they'll send me videos and it's one was some guy interviewing if I I don't know can I send it to you
0: you can I watch it yeah you can send it uh you can send it to my WhatsApp and I'll log in
1: like this kind of just and speaking with my friends in Israel and they're like, this is why
0: we have to do
1: what we're doing. And it's like, I mean, uh,
0: I should ask, is this going to be appropriate for viewers?
1: Yeah, it's not. Um, it's just kind of absurd. I can't find it. Is this it? No, no, no. No. Man, I talked to this guy too much apparently. When was this? Alright.
0: Perhaps. Did you find it or no? No.
1: Where is it? This is the only place I talk to him. Mm. Well. (laughs) You're editing this.
0: Oh yeah. I mean there's always... This is a. What the fuck? Where is it? Did it it's like, no biggie. It's is it like on inspiring Instagram? Ones.
1: It was. I could probably find it. Anyways, it was um, a guy with his baby, and he's talking to a reporter, and he's like, I'm Hamas. And then says, the reporter's like, How can you raise your kid this way? He's like, she bleeds green. Like, I don't know if that's their colors.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know.
1: And he was like, what if your daughter strapped a bomb to herself, ran into Israel, and blew up a bunch of people and killed herself? He'd be, like, I'd be so proud of her. And the kid's
0: in his arms, like, small kid. And that's just kind of... So it's like an indoctrination aspect yes. of it. Yes. Which is... Uh... Yeah. I, I feel, dude, I feel like anybody can fall victim to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like anybody.
1: And that's the crazy thing, though. It's like, I understand because I remember I was talking to him about it, the same guy, and he was like, we're going to wipe them off the face of the earth. And I was like, is that like the best solution to this problem? And then he like shared a video like that, and he's like, If there's, if we don't, these people, it's like Batman, right? Like Mm -hmm. you create Batman because his parents were murdered by crime. So he goes and fights crime until he avenges this seed that was planted when he was a child. Yeah, I can see that. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ.
0: That's a hard one. Man. I know, I know, that's and it's a, that's a hard cookie to
1: crack. So, and man, in the UN, whatever is that? What it was that vote for what? Like, if there should be
0: a ceasefire?
1: Yeah, or like, yeah, peace might be or whatever. Like, America's like, nope.
0: Well, or my my it, well, Netanyahu <clears> <clears> said uh, he quoted scripture and said the Bible says there's a time for peace and there's a time for war, and I'm like. Ugh, I hate. I despise when people try to use any religion to justify anything they're doing. I think it's a slippery slope, uh-huh. and I, I, I truly think that people, uh, <sighs> <Bloody> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to be nice, like dude. If if people know me, they know I'm like ah, super yes. respectful of like any religion. We're like ten minutes into this conversation. I did not want to turn it I south know. this fast, yeah, just right? like that. Let's man. dive
1: into this shit going on.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I I feel like it, there's just so much shit going on. There's like you've got you've got <clears throat> the potential for World War III. You've got AI. That's been like, uh, so what's the, who's the guy that talks about the snowball effect, the snowball effect of like, uh, technology, you know, there's a, hold on, I gotta find this. (laughs) Google it.
1: No, we will search it. We're search agnostic.
0: All right, we're going to see if this pulls up anything. I feel like there was like some guy that mentioned technology and um, was basically explaining. No, this isn't it. Um,
1: no, yeah, I've never heard of that.
0: But it's basically but... This, it's this. It's this idea that like as technology progresses, it picks up momentum. And it's not going to stop. It's going to keep on progressing faster and faster. And the and scariest faster thing and
1: faster. about something like artificial intelligence is the world today, profit reigns supreme. Right. So if you can monetize it, you're not putting the brakes on your progress because you want to be better than ChatGPT, GPT. And everybody wants to... Be the one with the most traffic and getting the most money out of it because you got to appease your shareholders. Mm-hmm. So, while there more than likely is real concern about what will happen when this thing gets out of control, nobody in the positions that can affect that are going to stop because. They have a responsibility to uh, produce results. And I think that reminded me of um, some, I think it was Google. Their their AI person said they downplay the risks of AI to society because they want to increase market share. Mm. Yeah, and it's just like,
0: yeah. Do you think uh, Sam, what is his name? It's Sam Alton. Friedman?
1: Altman. Friedman's the guy. Who just went to jail for that.
0: Oh, that's right. That's a uh, little cripp- fraud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Altman got away with it. It <laughs> weren't for you, rotten kids. <laughs> Dude. So, God. uh, no. So, <clears throat> because he's testified in front of Congress a few times.
1: Yeah, and he—they love him. He's I. Never watched any of it? I don't know if you there's video. I feel like, but feel apparently like I've seen a
0: few, but it's like,
1: super personable and answers questions well and just
0: kills it. Hmm. I wonder I wonder if he's downplaying ChatGPT. And then you got Microsoft Bill Gates coming out saying, like, no dog, like people are saying that ChatGPT is all this other like extra stuff and it's not. I will say I, I when I first started using it, I was pretty impressed with I, I to be honest with you, how fast it like yeah. responded, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've got that figured out." Mm-hmm. That astonished me. I guess the other aspect too was like how thorough it appeared. Yes, yeah, and it appears, yeah.
1: That's yeah. like sometimes people believe it like unequivocally, like yes, it's computer, it's right. Like eh, it's not always right. I use it to support some of my my code building efforts and it looks sounds good it's like this is why you do this this does this it's it's like the best paired programmer coach when it's right you're like okay i'm trying to build a function that does this in python and i need it to do x y and z it's like okay this is the package you should use for this because it's optimized for this and this is this you try and it doesn't work and you're like this is the error I got. It's. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. This is what I meant to do. This is an outdated version. Like,
0: so it's knowing what to tell it or yeah, respond to it.
1: Yeah, but it's like you told me that the first time. Why now you're correcting yourself? Like I don't trust you, but I still use it all the time. But it's funny. I use this for innocuous stuff now. I like I don't use. I still use random internet searches but like the results on google or anywhere else is just filtered or filled with trash so Mm -hmm. chat gpt i'm like hey what can i feed my dog it's allergic to chicken turkey xyz here are the best foods which ones have these ingredients in it and it's just like these studies are good on this and this it's like perfect thank you and it just filters through the noise when
0: you give it the right prompts if you had the opportunity to take chat GPT and put it in your brain, done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> what if they had like, a turn? What
1: if they had like a kill switch, bro? Oh, I mean, like, oh, like running it in my brain. I, if you could no. give me that capability to process information that fast and the ma- information matrix style, like just upload it, I'd Blood do it. Right in. But yeah, I don't want to be like connected all the time with.
0: Well, it would have to be, wouldn't it?
1: No, maybe.
0: I don't know. So I'm I'm thinking of like the the
1: Neuralink, right? Didn't, uh, I think Elon Musk said you could fit Wikipedia on your phone. Like it's not a lot of data.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. So is he saying like the capabilities for everybody to have some sort of AI? No, he was
1: just laughing because they always ask for money. On Wikipedia. And he's like, what cost uh, money? Like you could fit the entire contents of Wikipedia on a phone.
0: Oh, like, he's talking like server space and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's simple HTML. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, that's all I need. Mean.
0: <laughs> Put wiki in my brain, please. Vein to brain, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, man. I just think like... you. So I remember growing up, and you're a little bit older than me, but like... <clears throat> When I got home, I would have to unplug the phone to plug it into the computer and hope to God no one in my house noticed. Yeah. Just to play like Diablo. It was... Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, dude? It was- I were, we got a word
1: processor, like a brother word processor when I was young. And it was almost a computer. It was a you know, keyboard and a screen. But it was literally for writing documents. Yeah. And that's all it did. And I just remember
0: making shapes and things with the arrows. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just, well, so what I was getting at like with kids, man, like they're going to grow up with this chat GPT stuff Mm -hmm. and everything else like that. And I know you said your pinnacle point of getting into cybersecurity was that target attack. Do you see the field itself growing or shrinking because of AI? That's interesting. I don't know because it
1: does. Supplement and complements complements skills well. Yes, you could train it and use AI to do a lot of the grunt work, like filtering alerts or like validating true positives and things like that. Maybe if you trained it really well, that's the other thing you need somebody to do that. So that's kind of a specialized skill or. So they would be working
0: themselves out of a job.
1: Not necessarily because you need, it's not something you just set and forget, right? You can't just unleash this thing and trust it. There's a story about Microsoft pushed, publishing like bad info and inaccurate stories on their main website Mm -hmm. because they got rid of all the people, copy editors and they rely on automation and AI to do it all. And it's just like, biased stories and bad things it's like you can't just kind of set it loose in the factory maybe with some android like elon musk is building i saw there's some in amazon <laughs> that you mean that like killed moving
0: packages around oh yeah
1: <laughs> like even this thing killed itself uh, <laughs> yeah like that sure i could go do some task this easily repeatable automatable task but anything that requires some creative problem solving or analytical thought I don't think it's there it won't be for a while like data entry things like that that is literally a train of monkey to do Yeah, time and energy yeah
0: yeah, I just this the whole it it's bewildering to me because I've only scraped the surface <clears> of like cybersecurity and like dabbled in like Linux and you know, mm-hmm. the few things that we've done together. Yeah. And like to I I feel like some people are just like waving this giant flag that this thing's going to it's like an impending tsunami. And like from what I use it, like I used it today and it gave me some bullshit answer. And I was looking at it I was like this doesn't seem right. And I asked the same question again and then it gave me something a little bit more believable. Mm. And I was like, oh, OK, well, let me check those sources. Right. So there's still like the aspect of me of like, hmm, well, it's pretty good, but let me check it. It's it's so funny, though. Like I there's like two
1: camps in the people I interact with from work. In past roles. You either use it all the time, or you don't use it, and there's sort of a divide between those two camps now. Because it's like the people that use it all the time have kind of refined their prompts and can get more accurate answers or actionable answers from it, mm-hmm. versus the people that like tried it once and they're like eh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what it's all about. And these are like technologists, like people who understand technology, and they're just like, yeah, I'll just. Googling trial and error until I figure it out. Like, you just wasted eight days when this are those person the same people that like ask you how 30 to freaking
0: open an Adobe file. No, these people are sharp. Okay, they're just kind you of you know who you know who I'm talking about. I do. I, like, I talked to my parents about <laughs>
1: this, and they're like, Yeah, sounds crazy. Well, have you tried it yet? And they're like, eh, What do I need to use it for? I'm like, we're literally like we're going to England in yeah. March and we're going for 17 days. And I told him like, we're going to be here from this date to this day. This is when our flights get in. We need to do X, Y, Z. The goal of this trip is Y, but we need to be here for this. But we also want to go to Belgium, but we want to yeah. see this, this, and this, like what's the best way to do it. And it's like, spend four hours here, do it. And laid out this perfect itinerary hmm. with, it's like, here I baked in a couple hours extra for, you know, traffic or to enjoy the sights because Amsterdam is beautiful tulips that time of year. And I'm like,
0: cool. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was
1: really good. That would have taken me a month to pencil and paper and show well, that show. That's
0: out. like the old school travel agencies. Yeah. You know what I mean? You call them up, say, hey, I want a vacation here. And there this you go. Just blew that one out of the water. Yeah. That's one yeah. of those jobs I would have never considered. Well, I'm surprised you haven't seen it in integrated with like Expedia yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Expedia. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to patent that real quick. Man. I'm sure
1: it's already a patent. What was but that would that would, that would be pretty solid, man. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't say that. Never mind. Ultimately,
0: <laughs> I, like. I think this stuff is pretty cool. Awesome. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I wanted some,
1: I have a son. I have two kids. One's five, one's three. My five-year-old, I accidentally introduced him to video games. He was three because I thought it was fun. I don't have many games. So I like put on grand theft auto five. Oh my God. I know. And I like just turned the volume down, but I was like, I don't have any car games. Like, how innocent is that driving around a car you hand him use two sticks running over pedestrians yeah <laughs> he figured that out real quick but then like getting dragged out of the car and getting into fights i was like oh gosh my wife's like what are you letting him do i'm like i thought it would be fun and <laughs> i kind of like gave him that itch and he always wanted to play video games so we're like no more playstation we gave him we let him play like skate two and three mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember those back in the day yeah dude i have a playstation three and like he just doesn't know what skateboarding is. So he couldn't figure, he didn't understand the physics of using the sticks to do the actual tricks, which I thought was amazing. Mm -hmm. So we're like, all right, you can play switch, play Mario or whatever. And then that wasn't working or he throws that and breaks I'm like, all right, here, play on the computer, look up some website for like kid games where you like Mm -hmm. just click and it just does it. all you have to do is click. But he started figuring out how to use the mouse. The three click rabbit hole of anything on the internet. He ended up on games that he probably shouldn't have been playing. But it's a game and it's just like, you know, AS
0: You talking like the sniper game?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these like HTML5 <laughs> games yeah. in the browser. But it's just like, you know, the ASDFW controls for the arrows and then these keys. He's like, Dad, what's that say? I'm like, you know your letters. What's that say? He's like, A, S. I'm like, all right, those are the controls. He's like, okay, what's that say? Says, you better run or it'll kill you. And he's like, I oh, gotta yeah, get out of here. And he's like, just learn how to use the computer. And-, <laughs> and it's probably helped him read too. And now he's, he goes to Code Ninjas, which yeah. he's super into, which is awesome. But he's, that's the only thing he's ever liked consistently is playing on computers and going to those Code Ninjas where he's learning sequencing. And last week they learned about like backlogs, which is the work.
0: Track, or you have the work you need to do, and it's almost like you know how they say, like, humans have primitive instincts, yes, to do things. I feel like kids, because Ezra's, I, I also have a young child for the listeners listening in, he's four years old, and uh, he does the same stuff, man he like picks up an iPad or something like that. Even, even the computer I had, I had it left out on the counter today and he's sitting there. He's starting to click through the internet. And yeah. Like, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. I he's just like, like mm-hmm. natively understand how to do this. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. And it, that's the segment. This something, nothing, everything tangents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to introduce him to Chad GPT so he can ask it random questions because we have a Google nest on our countertop. Yeah. Now, hey Google, what's the weather? <laughs> Because he hears us saying it, but he's like, Hey, Google, can you play whale noises? And I'm like, You should talk to Chat GPT. That'd be pretty cool. You can ask it anything. God,
0: dude, that's like almost like a genie in a bottle. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, could you imagine? So I saw, I saw like uh, (laughs) a a phenomenal Instagram reel where it was like this giant rave with lasers, fireworks, bass drop, everything. And it said like, could you imagine pulling someone from 1800 for 30 seconds and dropping them in <clears throat> on this rave?
1: We're under attack,
0: <laughs> dude,
1: bringing somebody from 1984 in that just saw Terminator like lasers. Yeah, oh my dude. God. They're real.
0: Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but like, it's just the progression of technology is literally mind boggling to me. And like. The more, the more I like read about shit, the more I start realizing like, uh, fundamentally like quantum physics Mm. and all this other stuff, you know, I'm super huge into reading those articles. Um, I, I, I read the articles and I read the, uh, the abstract of the scientific journal of what it's from to make sure it's peer reviewed and all this other stuff and not just stuff off the wall. Mm. There's a lot of, there's still a lot of theoretical stuff with quantum physics, but there's some provable stuff, right? And, uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson just had like some speech or something like that with this, with this dude, that's like super into quantum physics. And he was basically saying like, the more I dig into the science of reality, what we see as reality, the more he sees computer code.
1: There was some article by some doctorate student that sort of it didn't prove it but it like was pretty yeah
0: i think a lot of, with uh,
1: this being a simulation because of some, i don't remember what it was but I,
0: we had i think it's a lot before. of i think it's a lot of like i th- they always say material science is what is stopping us from obtaining a lot of things mm-hmm I also think material science is stopping us from being able to observe all the things that are going on. I don't know what
1: you mean by material science.
0: So a perfect example is like we have theoretical elements Mm. that we can make, but materialistically, we don't have like we don't have them. We can't make them on Earth. The only time they occur on Earth is when they're like radioactive isotopes, stuff like that. You don't have to be quiet about it, man. I don't feel like, Should I meet no shit again? here. Look, I'll just meet you. Bloop. Bingo, bingo. Boom. Yeah. So oh, I don't I have f- to do a post edit. I appreciate oh. that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, I, I constantly have this conversation with people and, and fundamentally, <laughs> I don't know what to do with the information. Like it scares people. <laughs> I don't think it does anything to me. Oh, how, do, do how does it make you feel? If, if, if tomorrow we came out, and we found out we actually lived in a simulation. What would it do for you?
1: I'd be real curious how to get out of it. That'd be my first thought. Like, is that
0: not curiosity though? I mean, well, other like we all like, know. Oh
1: my God, this is not. We it's all. Like, so, was, I'd so like, are
0: you talking to like how to get out of it outside of dying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I like that's, that's, full circle here that's what got me into computers too i was doing some less than ethical things while i was on house arrest just because there's rules you don't break them but you can bend them and you can do anything with the computer with enough time and effort and like that this is in fact a simulation like i can can cheat code how do i abuse this to Enhance my position for whatever reason, and I want steak, like in the Matrix, right? Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of eating this yeah. shit. I just want to sit here and eat steak,
1: like the Grand Theft Auto Chico. Like, boom, nine, 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 nine in my bank account.
0: Like, done. Yeah, car boom. I don't know, man. Like the the question for me that comes up is not like, how do I leave. But like, what is the purpose? Well,
1: oh, I'd get to that eventually. But just like think, like the Matrix, like Neo when he's trying to jump the building when he first figured out that would be pretty dumb. about the Matrix. Like, yeah, if you oh, can I can ab- bend the code, use these rules, right? Like, I want to fly, I want to disappear, and that'd be cool, man. We have a little fun with it first for you. <laughs> What's the beer picture here? I don't, I don't care.
0: <laughs> well maybe that's just like you know human inquisition well that's where mm-hmm. we're
1: kind of fundamentally different we've had these conversations before yeah. you're you like okay. to think you just want I'm you just sure. want money
0: nah, that <laughs> no i know easier.
1: i just try not to cloud my mind with things i won't be able to figure out or well dude and that's a the thing theoretical like, for me i'm just like eh, it's
0: i do realize at the end of the day <laughs> that it does nothing like yeah. if i I'm find out about enough i don't if need i find call. out i'm in a simulation tomorrow i still have to pay taxes right. in this simulation if i don't the irs can come banging on my door
1: what if you don't have a door
0: what you saying if i could, like you cheat put code in the cheat and code just and be like it's just
1: walls guess what just, just the wall you can't get in that sounds
0: dangerous bro <laughs> that sounds like a recipe for the sims where you build a fireplace right. and put a bunch of wooden chairs exactly. and you're like don't mm. <laughs> worry about that <to> <laughs> haunted house <laughs> uh, yeah. oh dude so i was i was talking to another friend of mine about this that uh that does uh philosophy so i know it sounds weird there's not too many philosophers nowadays but uh, I'm hoping to get him out here at some point. He lives in North Carolina. And uh, but What's I was talking for a living. He owns he's a uh, he's what is he? At? Uh, physical, he's like physical <clears throat> therapist. OK, so he's not a philosopher. He doesn't like sit on the grassy knoll. and I mean, he's got tons of time to do it. Right. So like, he writes <laughs> books um, that are actually pretty good. But I was talking to him. I was like, man, what if like we are. In some sort of simulation and like the visitors, the aliens that are coming to like Earth and stuff like that are the programmers. It's like, uh, have you ever watched Midnight Gospel with like Duncan Trussell? No, I've never heard of that. There's a well, there's an episode. uh, I don't want to copyright it or anything like that. Great show. Check it out if you haven't already. It's on Netflix. But there's a there's an episode where you like uh, he's outside. So Duncan Trussell does these podcasts, and like they do a cartoon editing of it. He's outside of like the simulation, and then he goes inside of it, and he experiences everything inside the simulation, right? But he does it, and he he initially shows up as like this this creature. Um, but I like imagine like man, what if these aliens that are coming here are part of like the overall programming? I don't know what the, again, I don't, I don't know what the purpose would be, but like with the UFO sightings and everything else like that, but then they also could just be like legit material, (laughs) organic beings that somehow wrecked out their Ferrari of a spacecraft (laughs) here on earth. And then we, we found it
1: not fully convinced, but I would not be surprised at all if they were like aliens have been here for a while. Like after they find what? the like the hieroglyphs of those weird things like the saucer flying in the air or these weird pictures of, like, Wi-Fi symbols in ancient Egypt. None of it would surprise me, to be honest. And that's what they – what was that, a couple weeks ago? When the government's like, yes, there's aliens. I don't know what that big like. deal Everybody's like, yeah, so what? You can't pay the bills like this is it's not surprising and that's one of the interesting things about this day and age is there's just so much information out there and you can choose your own narrative based on what you want to
0: read all right so i've got this pulled up uh-huh. and i'm trying to find what oh okay that legit looks like a that looks like ufo
1: That looks way too clean. Is that real?
0: It says aliens and spacecraft in ancient Egypt temple. Did you see that they just found the new (laughs) hidden room in the pyramids? Another? Yeah. So I'm I'm like, how do you not know? Uh, We've We've been been studying this shit for like 60 years. Yeah. Uh, This is 2013. Okay. So uh, according to many UFO, uh, this is interesting.
1: Helicopters and.
0: That, I would say that looks like a UFO. Right. Like for that sure. That looks
1: like a Jetson's car up top.
0: Yeah. And a that, The one below it that I have my cursor on looks like a uh, Futurama. Mm-hmm. Remember that show? Yeah. That was a good show. Yeah, I can see that. I can, uh, I I get down with the ancient Like, aliens. where
1: do these people see this? Why did you draw that?
0: Yeah. Like the fifth element. I love that
1: movie. I don't think that? I've watched it. Yet, oh. No. Put that on your to do list. It's yeah. great. but it's guys in there looking at some ancient, well, presumably Egypt because
0: it was uh, in rocks.
1: Yeah, sandy. Yeah, and it looked like looks this. like this. Yeah, but then like the aliens come down, and, like he faints. Did they give him the key? No, they they open the. This wall in the pyramid, it's opens and then they go like, take the stones and then leave. And they're just like, what? (laughs) And then a couple hundred years later. Yeah. They come back.
0: Dude, I don't know. I like, I, I just wish. I just wish there was a moment that like the government finally came out and they were like, yeah. So, you know what? We're just going to be completely front with everybody. We've been in contact with these beings for 40 years now. Uh, this is what's going on. Uh, this is why we're doing X, Y, and Z. But I promise you right now, the the reason that they probably don't want that information out is the average American would not be able to handle it. In addition to the fact that they would like think of like taxation, like legit, if there's aliens, I'm gonna be like, why am I paying so much in tax? You gotta drive on roads, bro. No, I get I'm that. Joking. But um, like if they've got spacecraft, why aren't, why aren't we...
1: There was a really interesting story I read not long ago about somebody high up in the DOD went and testified that aliens do exist, and we've been collecting artifacts and pieces of their equipment. Mm-hmm. And it's been happening for a long time. The reason they didn't publicize it is because they didn't want to turn it into an arms race. Of everybody rushing to the crash sites to collect the equipment to reverse engineer it, weaponize it, hmm. create this superpower versus superpower with alien technology. it was a good read i 'll have to send it to you.
0: But the person sounded so credible, and I, didn't... I, could, I could see that, man, but like at the same time, like I guess if you 're dealing with technology that can warp space time.
1: And some of the other things where they were like, we have no idea how this thing works. And we don't even know how to start reverse engineering it.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a. uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name.
1: This is like right, an alien like a spaceship crashes. You think they use Phillips head screws? I doubt it. <laughs> That's a good point. The fuck we open <laughs> <this> <laughs> That's today? a good point, dude. You'd have to make <laughs> new tools
0: just to take that shit apart.
1: They probably have like real smooth flush panels and stuff. Like, mm.
0: Bob Lazar. That's the name. Bob yeah, Lazar. I that name. Yeah. He worked out at uh oh, okay. S four.
1: There was a documentary on him and Yeah. Didn't he get caught with child porn and
0: I don't know. Was that that guy? No, I don't know if that's. I don't know. Here we'll Google it. That's I funny. want to be very careful. Like we're gonna we're gonna Google that real quick. But it's because funny. From you, you uh, disclosed so, too so much from, information. From what I understand, he was discredited
1: you very much. Being, so I don't think he was that guy. You end up being a pedo. If you know too much. I don't. Coincidence? I don't think, I don't think so. edit that out. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't want to be next. No,
0: Conspiracy it doesn't look like it was the same guy. Theorist. But I do know they discredited him a lot. Look up. Uh, it doesn't matter. They, uh, what, what they did do to him is state that he did not go to MIT for school hmm. and all this other stuff that were provable. Oh, really? Yeah. The government like wiped out their records and stuff. It's, it's funny crazy. how they can do that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you don't exist there. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know, man. I, the, the UFO Going back to like, there's so much shit going on. We got, we have an economic crisis that's facing this country. That's going to be insane. Uh, we have the housing market, which is kind of tied to the finances, right? The mm-hmm. economic problem. We have AI that's going to revolutionize the way we live, let alone like cybersecurity and everything else like that. Um, and then we got the government coming out saying that we have uh, spacecrafts that are not of this earth and non-human organics or by bi- uh what do you, biologics is what he said and so we got all this stuff going on it's just it's it's there's pretty, a lot going on it's pretty overwhelming yeah and, like Elon and then like oh so uh sorry to cut you off but like uh i was just out at las vegas like a couple weeks ago, right? And it was right after the MGM hacking. Did you see the sphere? I did. Yeah. That is why, That is wild, dude. Yeah.
1: Like, you two
0: concert? I was like, what? <laughs> oh, was it inside? Yeah. I didn't go inside of it. Well, I know,
1: I know, I know. I, know. I was just asking if you saw it outside, but like they just opened it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Have you seen the concert, though? Like, yeah. footage from inside? It would melt your brain.
0: That's what I'm saying. Bring somebody yeah, from 1800, man. drop them in there 30 seconds, and then send. Bring them back. somebody
1: from right now. You take them in there. There's gonna be seizures galore in that place. Yeah, it is. It pretty, is insane.
0: From the outside, it was it was pretty wild. But um, I remember walking uh, Caesar Palace's MGM, and are they are they MGM? Is Caesar
1: MGM? I think MGM is a thing, and Caesars is a thing. Caesars are you Entertainment. No, they're different, which is why one paid and the other didn't. Uh, which is funny,
0: yeah. Talk to me about that because no you've, you've got you've got more info on that as, as far as like what happened. It's just
1: such a, I'd call it a routine attack because, and it was I believe teenagers that did it. It's so not hard to pull off a good cybersecurity attack.
0: So walk me through what happened. So MGM is <laughs> uh, for people listening in casinos out in Las Vegas. Uh, Caesars is not part of MGM. Uh, I don't know who is, but I remember going to a few casinos and they were still hit. Cause you casino hop. If you go to Las Vegas, you, you bounce from one to the other. Yeah. They're all kind of, there's,
1: there's like three or four big owners mm-hmm. of all of them now. Um, but anyways, there, I don't know all the details. I only read like snippets. And once I like saw the initial point of entry mm-hmm. for the attack, I was like, what was it? Of course. Called the help desk on the phone and had them reset the user's password. So the teenagers researched employees found somebody probably on LinkedIn or something like that, called the help desk pretending to be this person and knew enough or was friendly enough and the help desk people gave them access, reset their password, whatever it was. Again, I didn't read too thoroughly into this. Uh, And then just once you have an initial foothold, it's usually not that hard to pivot through, find other networks and just
0: run rampant. So how does that work going from like the aspect of getting in? So are they accessing like ones and zeros? Are they getting, no, 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 no.
1: No. It's like, say like it's a windows computer, like you're using right there. There's a local administrator account on there that is not always disabled on corporate systems. So you log in, you get your user ID reset from the help desk You log in, you can't do administrative things on this computer, but the account exists. You can dump that stuff from the computer, crack the password, or just elevate privileges with various tools. Then your local admin, then you can do other things. And if you're on a domain, which is kind of like a corporate managed network of computers Mm -hmm. for the non-technology folk... So domain is a way to control all the users and everything. It's like kind of a centralized repository of users, groups, access, and authorization throughout the company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If this computer is showing to the domain, you could probably find do- other domain users' passwords on your computer. So you just hop
0: from one to the other to the other Yeah, to the You other. just
1: keep getting creds, cracking them because they, they store them they're usually encrypted you can dump clear text credentials though Mm -hmm. but you just find credentials use them somewhere wherever you can use them you go there look see what credentials you can find there eventually you're going to find a domain admin and you have the kings of the kingdom and then oftentimes people are bad at setting up trust relationships between different forests in the domain which are like different sub domains under a big enterprise and it's You just walk around freely. It's hard. IT security is hard. It's not easy to pull off really dialed in security. Like There's always a way with enough time and effort an attacker could figure something out. But usually they get caught. That's the goal. Detection Mm. is the goal. You want to set as many tripwires as you can to raise alarms as soon as things start happening that shouldn't when you go undetected for a few days weeks months nation states are very good at low and slow and living off the land sure which is using tools that are just built into the computer that don't raise alarms that's where it gets scary but these ransomware gangs and cyber groups now are usually like teenagers and
0: And what are you doing right now with Cisco? Security engineering. Okay, so walk me through, I guess, like uh, what that entails day-to-day and how do you feel working day-to-day? There's development teams that are building applications, tools,
1: systems, environments that other teams and people consume. So like like a metrics application that tracks usage of something. We will build modules that will help them do things more securely because it's pre-built, hardened. Like we've done our homework on this. It's been tested. It's used throughout the company. It's been approved by, you know, security and trust organization and compliance and everybody else. This is the official way to do it. We align what we do with, the policies and procedures from higher up legal corporate sure our standards and things like that and then we push these baselines and secure images and things throughout the organization okay and then day to day it's building new things new integrations like testing new tooling So building
0: as in like writing the code. Yes. For the system to actually perform a function.
1: Mm, Some people do, yes. I usually do like tooling integrations and things like that. So say like we got a new tool to protect something. I will build out how that's going to be deployed in an enterprise. So instead of walking up to a computer and installing something on it everything's in the cloud now yeah. you have to be able to scale install it on yep. 50 100 1000 10000 systems will my team mm-hmm. will build those pieces of, as infrastructure as code to deploy at
0: scale and how does that as far as like a day-to-day operation make you feel i love it do you yeah
1: it's fun i really enjoy it actually i I like that there's not one way to get something done and it kind of has some creative problem solving to it. So the task is like, we need to integrate this secret storage system with this other system. It's like, okay, um, what does it need to do? Like protect secrets from that system. Well, all right, well how, like, well, we didn't get that far. Like, sometimes, <laughs> like, all right, we need to understand the so, requirements. Like, all right, team, what do you need it to do? Like, give me yeah. every detailed requirement that it must achieve to say this accomplished. What we do accomplishes your goals. And they're like, it just needs to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. And then, like, you start playing around. Like, you have an idea. You try something. You're like, it worked, but that was slow or this didn't work as good as it could have and you build some janky gap filler fix and it's like that'll break and then somebody's gonna have to fix that later okay let's do it better and it's just like an iterative approach to trial and error and and
0: at the same time got you it. somebody yeah you have somebody on the other side that's trying to find a flaw in whatever you're making eventually right um they exist yes there's
1: testers that will test that stuff but a lot of it in the current state of things is continuous integration continuous deployment so instead of the traditional way of build 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 build, build package and update push it yeah. all these little incremental updates rolled into one massive update that happens once a month or once every three months it's all like all day every day like i will change something this morning two hours later it's in production and there's oh. little checks and balances throughout this
0: pipeline so it's 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 a faster approach because mm. in my brain and i think most people think about this as it's like a oh this is good this is like a month process no it's this, can be, this can be this could be all day every day cool yeah. that is actually pretty cool man so it's it's
1: called a build pipeline and like say you write some code before you can commit the code, which is sending it up to like the shared repository, there's pre commit checks that it's like, does it meet the standard? Is yeah. it formatted correctly? Is there any errors? Is there any insecure pieces in here that you shouldn't do? And if there is, it's like, you can't do that. Fix it. Right. It so wide. that's like the smell test. You pass that. Now it goes through regression testing and smoke tests, some vulnerability scans, some static code analysis that passes onto the next stage if it doesn't it stops in the build right there and you have to go fix it and then as soon as you fix it it's like all right next step uh we can compile it do whatever 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 is it good no fix it is it
0: so it's just constant back and forth it's kind of like but it can be fast it's like watching um Like traffic
1: flow, if you Mm. are doing a bad job, you just happen to every red light and you stop and you have to fix it. And then the light turns green. But if you're just like, you nail it, it's like green light, green light, green light. And then you're on the highway and it goes.
0: That's a good analogy. Mm -hmm. I think that 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 analogy can be used a lot. That just came to me. It (laughs) kind of makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) yeah nothing's more infuriating than hitting a red light yeah and then every getting red light and it's like and hit another red light and you're like dude but it's even worse i it's need like, the beat I hit this red place
1: light. now i gotta pull over and figure out why this light's red
0: right <laughs> it's, it's not a
1: great analogy but that's the that process. makes sense yeah.
0: so the i think it i think it properly explains like how the feeling is but it
1: lets you move fast and like the motto on our team is like facebook i think was the coiner of this phrase is like move fast break things
0: yeah
1: ours is all gas no breaks like go. Yeah. if you break things we fix it but as long as like if you're breaking things you're trying yeah. things and yeah you're, getting I mean, you're stuff pushing done.
0: things to the yeah. limits man
1: i had for a long time um like perfectionism paranoia like i can't let that go because somebody's gonna see him like this sucks so i gotta make sure it's Dialed in. Like, well, so this guy's going to review it. He's just super smart. I don't want to look like an idiot. I can't do that. All right. Spend an extra four days on something. Somebody's like, is it going to be done anytime soon? I'm like, yeah, yeah. we're really close. Really close. Meanwhile, the culture is is like. Just fire it bro, off, man.
0: Shoot from yeah. the hip.
1: Fire it off. It's got to be reviewed by two people. Somebody will catch it. And if they
0: don't, the tools do. How do those two, fe- two people feel? Like normally when they get like a, a bag of shit. Oh, they let you know. Are they pissed? No. It's part no. of the job.
1: Good. And they're, they're no, helping. that's a good culture. And it's there that's to help. That's a good culture. Right. And like, I've become friendly with a lot of like super smart people here. And yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, just commit it. See what happens. Okay. And yeah. it's just like, fail this check. The fail tells you why pretty clearly. It's like, you're missing this, this, and this. Go put them like, oh yeah i didn't read the read me okay i'll do that and you put it back and it's like green 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 up oh, failed this it's like oh i forgot to do the format okay you fix it and it's like do, 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 and it's the next steps and then it goes and they're like then it can be reviewed by somebody else And they're like they
0: what is this doing else, yeah You're like
1: uh it's doing this like that's not how that does that fix it okay <sighs> so it's good and then you learn because then just like hey you got a, 10 minutes for a quick chat explain this to me because it's impossible to know everything yeah so it's fun it's that's what like i enjoy this role because it's always learning doing things all the time team's great like it's it's been a lot of fun well, cisco's a great company to work mm-hmm. for too you know a lot of my other roles i think we've talked about this like i always got pushed into sales yeah because i was comfortable presenting I get excited about talking about technology and like what I do. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, you're so enthusiastic and the customers just love it. Like, yeah, but I'm not trying to sell anything, and like, but you don't have to try. You just sell it through your enthusiasm. I, it's like, I don't want to do that. Wow. Oh, you're not technical. People love you. It's fun. Like you love talking to people. I know I'm not really that into it. I like solving problems and like working on my own and talking when I have to, not because I, or not talking when I want to not because I have to. Like that states. It's a different front.
0: yeah, it's a different requirement, man. Yeah. Like when you're sitting there and you're like in front of people for fun, mm-hmm. it's like that's that's cool. But yeah. like when you start saying like especially when they give you details like, hey, talk about this, this, and this. Yeah, like, man, that's not my style. I, you know what I
1: mean? Like I, I thought about inviting him or having you or talking to you about inviting him to a podcast one time. What's
0: it? A what buddy it? I work with.
1: Um, or used to work with.
0: We can chat offline about it. Yeah,
1: but we were similar situation. Like both understood the technology, really comfortable presenting and talking in front of audience of whatever level. Like some of the people I've worked in the past are like, who is an executive? I can't,
0: I yeah. can't present there.
1: Like it's just a dude, man. Like who cares? Like, yeah. he, he's going to go home take a shit too. <laughs> like, yeah it's true it's, it's fine it's not yeah. that big of a deal and it's 30 minutes like and you just walk off stage you never see this guy again in your life who cares
0: yeah i do tell people like because in the new role that i have with my job is uh i do a lot of presentations and i and i tell people pretty frequently like we're all gonna die mm-hmm. no one's gonna remember your mistakes during this meeting they're just gonna remember what you're trying to tell them and you'll never get that out of your own head though like oh, I
1: know what you- if i say this one. And I still I get stage fright like before I've presented so many times I can't even count, and right before it's my turn, I'm like borderline panic attack, and I don't know why, but it's funny <laughs> I work from home, and in the prior roles, but when I got pushed into these more sales centric roles, I would have to present to customers and I would be on mute before my turn is about to come. And I would just be like, oh,
0: oh, oh,
1: oh, like these guttural, oh, like, like caveman screams to like get as much energy out as I can to like baseline myself. My wife would like to pop be it calm. In and be like, the Christy, dude, I just imagine Christy like coming <laughs> in, like cars like, is Daddy okay? Like, I <laughs> guess so. His
0: hemorrhoids are bothering
1: him again. And I come out, she's like, oh, fucking idiot! Like, you can't say your own name? No, I can't. Cause like, once you get through that part, I can talk about the work stuff all day. I just, yeah, oh, I'm Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> it can be hard, man. It is. Um, and a lot of it's imposter syndrome. Uh, a lot of people in the field I'm in feel like they're no good at it, and it's funny. I can it's see like, that why I'm the same way though. Like, I don't like talking to some people on the team, Just like that person's way too smart. Oh, I, I know like, we it's... talked about it. Yeah, like, I don't look stupid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think if somebody's okay to feel uh, like, <clears throat> so I, I do jujitsu pretty frequently. And, and like, I was told by higher belts is when you go to jujitsu, you have to be comfortable with feeling like you're a fool. Mm. Like that is just part of the learning process. You're Not going to be good if you don't. Right. No. And then like, even, even like, black belts will say like yeah there's still some things that i like i can't i'm not i know what to do Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to doing it it's like for whatever reason the the thing the cords aren't crossing yeah um so
1: like matt and i met at krav maga oh god (laughs) and it was funny though like yeah when we met we immediately started pairing together often and as much as possible because we were helping each other. We were good training partners. But like, that's one of the things, like some of the people would never ask questions like, this doesn't make sense to me. Why are we doing this? Or what if I did this? Or why am I, what should I be doing when this happens? Other people yeah. are just like,
0: yeah, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll go do this.
1: <laughs> like you're not learning if you're just like going through the motions and not understanding the, the why. Yeah, it the is. The how. It, it's like it, it's uh, important to, I don't know, have some. I don't even want to call it vulnerability, but like just curiosity. Like, why is this supposed to do that? Yeah, and, and I guess my goal like, here
0: fundamentally, what's really been like eye opening for me is that that imposter syndrome transcends my position mm-hmm. and goes to every position above me, every position below me. Yeah, that's the <clears throat> that's the that's the real like moment that I realized. Like, oh. I can go talk to these people. They don't know. They they feel like they don't know what they're doing. I'll just go chat. Like, let me teach me what you know. And it's okay if you don't know. You know what I mean? And it's uh, and it's funny. Like
1: I'll be in a meeting with somebody. I'm like, that person makes seven figures. Yeah. And you could see, just, you'll catch those glimpses on their face. Like, they have no idea what they're talking about right they're now. They're you. Yeah. You're just a person too. Yep. Your kid's freaking out in the other room, and you don't, you have no idea what this meeting's about, and you're on the spot and you're just making shit up. I'm there. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, I gotta fix this hat.
0: There we go. Gosh, to have hair would be great. Dude, that's, uh, I mean, I think we're, we're getting to the point. Like I think we're an hour and a half in. Let me check this. Real nice. Quick. Just about what else? Uh, so we, we talked about a lot, man. But one thing I wanted to pick your brain about is uh, I have a lot of friends that want to get into cybersecurity. Like a lot. Yeah, and like <clears throat> I guess what would be the threshold? And and my I, myself included, I for a long time wanted to. You did, yeah. And uh, and there's still there's still desire to do it. I, I enjoy the aspect of it. I still do. Uh, the bug bounties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and, uh, uh, what's the bandit one?
1: I think that's what it was. Bandit. Is it called something? bandit? Yeah, basically. But, like, yeah. but I still do
0: those. I jump on there to refresh my ability to do all that stuff. And, uh, but just from your perspective of being in the field, what can someone do to really kind of hone in their skills and transition from whatever job they have into a career of cybersecurity?
1: I think one of the biggest obstacles is expecting a salary that you see posted <laughs> out of the gate. Like it takes you, you gotta work your way up. So if you're transitioning from something that may have been fairly well paying, mm-hmm. don't expect to make a lateral move coming in from something you've did for ten years to day zero and that's okay if it's something you can afford to do and you want to do and it's worth it to you commit yourself to it you gotta always always learn and that's uh, something I just got back into I struggled for a bit for a couple years when i was kept getting pushed into those sales roles with like I don't care anymore I'm not gonna learn new stuff or do these trainings or read Because I just keep getting put in front of people to talk. And when I got back and when I got into this role, I'm like hungry again and it's Mm -hmm. fun. And the last two months, like five nights a week, I'm reading and practicing and doing labs. So it is a constant learning experience. You always have to be figuring things out, It, it evolves fast. The attack techniques change. The mitigations for those change, the tooling changes fast. Just
0: so, where where does one find these learn? Like you say, learn. Mm-hmm. Um, when a lot of people think about this stuff, they think like, oh, well, now I have to go to get like some certification, in cybersecurity through some university or go to college. To no, that's there. the funny thing about the field
1: these days is it's moving away from resumes and certifications to more skill-based like a lot of the interviews I had been on prior to this role and that my friends are on now are very tactically focused like how do you do xyz or we're trying to achieve this objective in the next six months what would be your plan to attack that and they want to know like have you done this? Can you do it? And if you've never done it, like what? How would you approach it? What teams did you talk to? How would you chop this into pieces? And like, how would you measure it? So they're looking for just like a fundamental plan of this is how you achieve a task. You got to have this type of approach in place. You need to be able to measure it with this data or these results, and those things. Bring it all back, though. Getting to cybersecurity is not easy if you don't know the fundamentals of IT. You kind of need to understand networking. You need to know some things about computers. Mm-hmm. I've worked in plenty of places. I used to be a penetration tester. I wasn't a great one, but I knew enough. And coming up through the help desk, knowing how to solve Basic general computer issues and working with users and understanding how a normal nine to five worker uses a computer was super beneficial because I understood what these tools were trying to exploit and like what the attacks did and what vulnerabilities there were and how they were exploited. Where people now just like I'm running Metasploit, I'm point this up. it's Windows, I'm going to run this. Exploit at this box, it's like it. Is that even on there? Do you know how to do a port scan? Like, what's a port? Okay, you need to go back and understand networking because you're never gonna be able to just YOLO things here. I mean, you could, you're not gonna be very good at it, you're gonna get caught. Well, and then finding the job too, that
0: too, if you're trying to do things legitimately.
1: Yeah, I guess you did. The question was, how do you get into the field? You need to learn. You need to establish a foundation and then pick something. Look for jobs. Look on LinkedIn, Indeed, Dice.com for cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Look what they're asking for. Like, Ignore the qualifications. Sometimes those are just ridiculous. It's like entry-level 14 years experience. It doesn't matter. Just apply. If you have the willingness to learn and you could show that you're willing to learn through other jobs you've had or your track record for learning now in your free time while you're trying to transition into this role that speaks volumes. What else? Anything else? that's pretty good, man. That's
0: a good, I think it's a good starting point for people to kind of like hone in that ambition they might have, Mm -hmm. but the confusion that kind of covers changing careers.
1: It's scary. Yeah, I, I get frustrated sometimes. I used to, I haven't so much in this role, but like in those sales roles, I'm like, I, I hate this job. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, I want to go be forest Gump and just cut grass for a living. <laughs> I don't want to talk <laughs> yeah. to a single person ever again. And I'm just going to be on this lawnmower for 14 hours a day. It's like I wouldn't make this much though. I can't do that. It's like, what else can I do? No, nothing <laughs> like i couldn't right i can't go back and that's the difficult thing you were in that position when you tried it was to yeah try to get out of law enforcement for or at least explore cybersecurity. once you're established that's that's a daunting task
0: yeah to... it was it was uh the best way i explained it to people is like the financial dip i would have to experience was uh, pretty substantial mm-hmm. the financial potential was significantly higher um but there's there's things i'm still working on and
1: know? like i i've taken some huge pay cuts yeah throughout the course of my career betting on myself that the next role would be better yeah and i would learn more which ultimately pays you more because once you learn more and improve yourself you're rewarded but yeah coming from a totally unrelated field it is scary i couldn't imagine
0: Yeah, it's been leaving the field to try anything else. It's been interesting studying, you know, the mm -hmm. CompTIA books were really good. Uh, Getting hands-on application of uh, post-incident threat, you know, hunting. And 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 there's a ton of free
1: stuff out there. Like, I wish I had some off the top of my head, but like, hack the box and try hack me, and all these like. So those are like pen test specific ones, but there's all sorts of stuff, and just just Google it. But I've known people to get jobs just from putting in the work on hack the box, try hack me, moving their way up to the leaderboard. And you see it on the resume, like number three on hack the box. That's pretty solid. And it's like, you
0: actually know how to do it because that's a technical. I was top 50 on Call of Duty at one point. Just saying. Don't want to flex on these people, but it's a hard flex. Put me in the league. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, I really appreciate your time and coming on, dude. Like this has been, it's been wild. This it's first, fun. first one, it's uh, you yeah. know, it, it's a little cobwebs and stuff like that, but I appreciate you, uh, jumping at the opportunity to be the, you know, the sacrificial lamb. I had a good time. Yeah. This, I'll do it this, again. Yeah. And
1: I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's Friday night. It's a little late. It's been a rough week. Um, I was a little nervous to come on here cause I'm tired and I was cranky all week. But I had a good time and I would love to do this again. Yeah, if you dude. ever need a Yeah.
0: A I appreciate in. it. Yeah, dude. Well, thanks everybody. Take care.